0: Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network, where we believe that <laughs> yeah, uh, we believe that media is really important and it connects us to each other and how we understand ourselves. And uh, I am one of your hosts, Link Keller. I am joined by Laura Taylor. Hello, and Mark. Hello, my friends. Let's do this. Um, Yeah, what are we talking about, (laughs) Link? So we we are coming into this with a a very loose topic. I didn't really know what to pick. um, And so I, inspired by earlier today, um, (laughs) I have decided... Okay, wait. How do I let me let me do let me paint you a whole picture here? Uh, Close TikTok. your eyes and
1: go on a little ride with Link Keller.
0: <laughs> Unless you're like
2: me and you can't visualize it, in which case just just try
0: to conceptualize this. <laughs> uh, TikTok showed me a not a sponsored ad, but an advertisement from somebody's personal site. Um, these very cool transparent Post-it notes so that you can write on the Post-it note and put it in a book and you can still see the text underneath. It's very cool. Um, They also came with uh, strips, so it looks like highlighter strips. Oh, that's cool. Um, Hmm. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, And I realized recently I had been uh, not missing grad school, but missing elements of the school <laughs> experience, one of which being reading books and taking notes and marking up pages to, you know, f- pull pieces together and formulate formulate thoughts and all of that. And I was like, I, I miss doing that. Um, and so this advertisement was perfect timing. I was like, oh, fuck, I want those so bad. <laughs> and so I ordered them. Um, (laughs) I spent uh, too much money on post-its, to to be frank, um, but I'm very pleased. I I ended up getting three different colors um, with the intention of starting a book exchange with two of my friends. Um, We're still sort of sussing out the specifics, but basically one color for each person. And we're each going to pick a book and fill it up with notes and then send it to each other. And um so the book I picked was Gideon the Ninth by Tams and Mirror, which has um the the Locked Tomb series has become one of my favorite series recently. Um I've become low-key obsessed with it. And so I went um to Portland over the weekend to visit some friends and went to Powell's, which you guys, <laughs> Powell's is amazing, fantastical. I, I've said this to several people at this point, but um I I have been into a fair amount of like beautiful churches and synagogues and I have never felt more spiritual than when I am in Powell's. <laughs> it's this huge multi-floor bookstore. They have used books and rare old books and like up in, upstairs and they're like fancy old book room Mm -hmm. they do lots of events and stuff there's a coffee shop inside um it's it's great uh but i i picked up another copy of because i already owned the Lock tomb books that are out so i picked up another copy of gideon explicitly for this book exchange thing um and i started reading and marking up pages last night and i'm having a really good time but i am (laughs) A little nervous slash excited about sharing this book with my two friends, because what if they don't like it or what if they like it, but they're just like sort of lukewarm like it? it is like, I don't know if that's worse or not. (laughs) Um, I have recommended this book series to several people at this point. Um, Jessica is one of them. She's working her way through the audiobooks. Thankfully, she is very much enjoying it. I think um, Kayla has either read it or... Kayla has yeah, read it. Okay. We've talked about it before. Uh, yeah, and uh, my one of my housemates asked to borrow the copy that I have, and he read the first chapter. And he's like, it's not for me, and gave it back to me. And I was like, I'm not going to take this personally. I'm taking it a tiny little bit personally. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so... I thought that that would kind of be a fun topic to discuss as sort of the um, emotional impact of sharing a piece of media with people that you care about and the piece of media that you care about and the sort of emotions that come up from that, uh, honestly, like a vulnerability of being like, this thing is really important to me. I hope you like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So have either of you two ever done anything like a book exchange or just like a book recommendation other media too video games movies something where you're like look this is really important to me and i want to share it with you um but i do have like a tiny bit of nervousness that is like if you don't like it 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 is gonna break part of my heart (laughs) uh
1: definitely definitely um I think the media okay mark you look really excited go ahead mark Uh, no
2: um here's here's some tales about how my heart was shattered into a million pieces (laughs)
1: i'll 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 bring us back up with some hope you get you break us down yes (laughs) i'm
2: gonna break it down here okay so um at I don't know if it, it might have maybe have been mentioned a couple of times here on this here podcast um that I am a Percy Jackson uh fan <laughs> forever in my life um and so when my um when my why the words are hard when my wife and I first started living together I was like I want to read these books I want you to kind of see the reason why i like them and so i started like reading them to her as like my way of like hey i want to share this really this thing that i really enjoy um and she would fall asleep to it every single time so (laughs) um she um just like they're not her type type of books that's totally fine i get it and i i understand that but it's just the like ah my favorite series and just to kind of keep up the the charade of it, I kept reading the books, one for myself and two in hopes that maybe Sun could say something that would eventually catch her. I'm on the Heroes of Olympus series. Uh, still nothing. So you know, I think it's safe <laughs> to say that that ship has uh, successfully uh, sunk. Um, <laughs> um, and then another thing this is this is more um, video game related, but I um, i remember introducing a friend to assassin's creed and this is this is where it hurt me the most um they had i I set them up to play brotherhood because like okay brotherhood's the good one in my opinion like the best one um they played through it and i was like oh what would you think of it like tell me all about it and they're like yeah i didn't really i didn't really like it kind of sucked combat was weird blah 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 and i was like ah no, oh, it, my oh, heart. God. And um, after that, it's just when it comes to Assassin's Creed, I really have to suss people out before I, I I drop a suggestion like that because I don't, I can't, I can't stand my heart You've being broken. Burned. Too many burns, man.
1: Oh, so many burns because this is a piece of media that is so close to who you what we talked about, like Linky said in the beginning, this is how we learn about ourselves. This is how we mm-hmm. learn about each other. And you're sharing this piece. You take this piece of your heart, this thing you love, and you sh- hand it over to somebody and please treat it gently. And they drop it to the ground.
2: <laughs> They're like, oh, wow, gee, thanks. And then just proceed to just uh, smash it on the floor.
1: And that's um, why here at Geek Therapy, we don't like to yuck people's yums. We can have criticism of things. We can like have reasons we don't like a thing, but we can be excited for the fact that somebody else likes the thing. Hmm. Um. Yeah.
2: But yeah. So now, as um, now that everything is kind of like I, I've gotten over the Percy Jackson stuff, um, my wife and I are now doing this new thing with each other. Where at nighttime, like before we go to bed, we we have a book and we'll like switch off every other night, like reading a chapter or a couple of chapters if they're short chapters to each other. So the first book we read, it was called The Defining decade. I forget who it's by, but it's like a nonfiction book about like the the twenty something years and like the things that people learned or this, person had like written about through their clients of like the things they've learned as as a 20 something year old um and now just last night we started a new book and she was kind of reading it to me a little bit and i was like okay this actually sounds kind of interesting and now i'm like hooked on it and i want to just read through it myself but i know i have to hold myself it's called the midnight library by matt haig haig i think it's haig um and i just remember like the first chapter it was like talking about like existentialist like questions and theories and just like the idea of like redoing your life and i'm like huh this is this is my my little philosophical num nums i need it (laughs) i need this i like this this is a way for me to be able to to have discussions about this because this is another thing that like now we can like have discussions about the books that we're choosing to read together and it's also a book that we both are finding interesting rather than one book that I find interesting another book she might find interesting and we're just kind of like not compatible we're finding a nice middle ground so there's a little bit of hope there Laura
1: there is there is a little bit of hope there um I think it's interesting I think I do get my heart broken especially with movies and I'm like, "Oh, you're going to love this movie." And somebody's like, "It's not that great." And I'm like, "Whatever." Um, it, I love the thing. I'm going to share it with you. Yeah, you don't like it that much. Okay, I can understand that, but also it still hurts. It still hurts because this means so much to me. Um, although there are sometimes I don't I don't worry about that cuz the movies that I've been watching lately or giant Marvel movies or whatever. And it's like, okay, most people I know are going to like it or appreciate something about it. If they don't like the whole thing. Um, but Kayla friend of the show, sometimes guest on the show um, was doing this like queer book trade thing. Like she's obsessed with reading I think last year she read 114 or 120 books. She's already in February at like 120 something, not 120, 20 something books in two months. Um, And so basically she'll read a book and then pass it on to a queer friend and just ask that then you then pass it on to another queer friend to kind of keep the thing going. And I think that's a great way of exposing us all to more stories. uh, I think Her thing was wanting to only focus on like queer stories and centering queer stories. Um, Which I've read so many books that I wouldn't have read and also some that I would have read because of her suggestions. And so um, I'm repaying the favor because there's a couple of books that Nina and I have read that are on her list that um, she hasn't gotten. Uh, And so I know she's going to like them which is why I feel safe sharing them because I'm going to be like, here, read this thing. And she's going to think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, There's another, as as far as Mark and his like back and forth reading with his wife, Nina and I were thinking about doing um, Maya Kobabe's genderqueer memoir, most banned book in the country. Wonderful book. Um, We got a copy of that. when it first came out and we're thinking about, it also goes with the post-it notes. We were thinking about having two different color post-it notes and putting a sticky next to everything in the book that each of us, I would go through, put a sticky note with it for everything that I re- resonated with, everything I liked. And Nina did, was thinking about doing the same. We never ended up doing that, but I think it would be really cool, a cool way to learn about each other and have this back and forth. Because we already both know that we love the book and thought it was great. So there's no heart there. But the vulnerability is in this is someone's memoir about gender and about sexuality. And like, I mean, she's my wife, but being able to like have those moments of like, this is something that was important to me in this book. And I don't know if you knew that about me or not kind of thing. Um,
0: So I may bring that up for something for us to do. Sometimes. i legitimately i don't think there's anything more romantic than reading with your significant other i think i think that that would be a lovely thing to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, yeah
2: it, it definitely is nice because i know for me um when i was a kid i i would love reading um i would stay up you know how most like nowadays kids stay up late playing video games i was staying up late reading um i I think i think there was one (laughs) Mm -hmm. time my mom came like hulk busting into my room at two in the morning was like what are you still doing up go to sleep and i was sitting there reading a book and i was like i'm just reading i just it was so good i didn't want to put it all down she's like no go to bed and i was like oh when
0: you when you slam the book (laughs) shut because you're like i've been caught but you keep your finger in on Mm -hmm. the page that you're on you're like i'm not i'm not done though (laughs) as a camp
1: counselor i loved having the problem of like waking up and looking around and seeing flashlights reading guys you gotta go to sleep we gotta get up in like four hours but we've got an eight
0: mile (laughs) hike tomorrow you need sleep. It's like let me finish this chapter though come on
1: and we would have it cool (laughs) (laughs) we would have like an hour after our lunch that was siesta where everyone was supposed to be quiet just like Hang out, recharge for the day. Take a take a nap or do some reading or like work on some art. There was this is how I got introduced to the Twilight series. (laughs) I had a cabin of twelve year old girls at that time, and they were reading the Twilight book to each other. And they didn't finish it that week, so I had to pick it up to find
0: out what happened. (laughs) Can't leave that on a cliffhanger. I gotta find out exactly.
2: But I think the fact that we can read to each other now at night is a way for me to kind of slowly start getting back into books. And it's something where, like, audiobooks are nice for me, but I also know that I can get very easily distracted. Um, And while they're nice to have on the go... I also have the short attention span so if the person that's reading it isn't doing a great job then all of a sudden I'm all checked out and mm-hmm. not, it's it's lost on me so this yeah. is a nice way for me kind of for me to kind of get reconnected with a physical book and then her and I together can of to have a discussion about what we're, what our thoughts are on the book what what do we feel like is gonna happen you know dilemmas things like that
0: yeah. so it's
2: it's nice but I <laughs> I remember I tried to get into Twilight way back in the day. Um, I read a hundred pages and then I closed the book and I gave it to my mom. And I was like, here you go. I don't want to read this anymore.
1: (laughs) And that's okay. And that's okay. But if I had shared the book with you, I would have cried if you did that. (laughs) But
2: at least it wasn't like I, I read like, five pages and I was like no this sucks it's like i yeah. i gave it a fair shot you gave shot. it a
0: good shot yeah no that, there, that's there a... is also something kind of nice of being like i it wasn't for me but i did pass it on to somebody who would enjoy it like Co-
1: correct not like i'm throwing this in bit, the recycle like, like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's not um no. i dropped it like behind my desk and i'm not going to think about or see it until I move at yeah, some point though. in the future.
2: I I bought it at the Scholastic book fair at school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's why I was like, well, I spent money on this. I'm not throwing this away. Here you go, mom. You read it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think about Nina and I haven't really read a whole lot together. She doesn't read much because she falls asleep when she's reading, so she wants to like be able to enjoy the book. Um but she found this renewed interest in reading lately. Uh, and read Legends and Lattes, uh, which heard is, about that. It's, it's so, I'm reading it now. It's so good. And this is the first book in a while that, like, she has read and I am now reading. So, like, being able, she's like, where are you at? What part are you reading right now? Um, and it is such a slow burn, and it's so good so far, and just wholesome and cute, and I love it. Um, it's about an orc and a succubus opening a coffee shop. that that, that's it. It's, it's amazing. Um, I'm sending that one to Kayla and I have another one, uh, how to excavate a heart that I'm sending to Kayla. Um, all women loving women, uh, books. And I'm here for that. And it's that thing that like, I don't have to worry because Kayla's going to like whatever I send her. And I don't, all my books, like I've, I've refound reading over the course of the pandemic because, Oh, I can use my iPad, I didn't want to use the e-reader, but I can use it with my library and get books from the library and not have to only read books on my e-reader to justify it. Um, So I've been doing that and basically, Kayla sends me a recommendation all the time and I have a list of things to read and I felt bad. There was one book that I thought was great, but it took me like two or three I think I had to renew it twice. So it took me like eight weeks to read. Um, and I don't know why. It was like it was slow in the beginning for me. I think maybe I was on Benadryl for, for my hive situation that I had a while back. Um, and I was I read before bed, so maybe I was getting too sleepy. But Kayla kept asking me, Are you done? Are you done with the book yet? Are you done with the book yet? And I'm like, I promise I love the book. I just am not able to read through it as fast and I don't really have an answer for why Um, but that one was Master of Djinn Um, that one was really cool it's like an alternate history of of Egypt Um, steampunky less colonization Uh, very nice Um, lots of fun but I don't know it takes a lot to share a piece of something that you love
0: with somebody else, I think I'm definitely more sensitive to book recommendations than I am to games or movies. Um, yeah, yeah, I think about your excellent horror movie
1: recommendations when you were trying, you were being the horror movie sommelier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that on my resume. Do it, fucking do it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that was great. That was that was fun because it was sort of participatory i was able to like connect with you guys about what movies you already liked and mm-hmm. and use that to sort of you
1: had an educated guess on what we would like yeah and i've
0: also i've watched so many horror movies that it's you know uh i i won't take it personal if you don't like my specific favorite you I'm also like, i've got, I've got like eight ones or nine that more favorites
1: would, you also picked ones we would have a response to like i did i did <laughs> <do
0: that. laughs> um yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think books for me are more—I guess—more emotional, which doesn't necessarily make sense. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to suss that out because I feel like they are movies, such a time investment. They're a time it is, investment. It mm-hmm. is more of a time investment. I mean, granted, there's definitely books that I've read very quickly, um, but, but I, also I'm, I'm a time probably, and a energy, an, a time yeah. and energy
1: investment, right? When I'm talking with people I, I f- about, like, levels of engagement, like, usually TV is the most passive. And then I would say reading video games can be a bounce back and forth. Like, video games puts you immersively in an experience, but, like, when you're reading, you're imagining what you want that world to be like if you can visualize things. If you're like Mark and, and kind of me, you just kind of figure it out.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's also very dependent on... Like what the game is, like yeah. what kinds of engagement mm-hmm. it is requiring of its players True. Um, and books. You know, there are books that are more or less engaging yeah. of your imagination or emotions or what have you. Um, but yeah, so something I, I think it's probably just because I've been a big reader my whole life. And so something about it is like if you don't respond well to it there's like little baby link inside of me it's like my feelings are hot uh-huh. um, <laughs> i um not this past year but the year before me and several of the people in my friend group got really into iron widow um by shirin J. Sow. I think I think that's their name. I love that book. Great book, mm-hmm. loved it. Consumed it so quickly. Surprisingly, my housemate that didn't like getting the ninth really loved Iron Widow and read that in like eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Damn, but that I, one took
1: me one uh, re- return
0: of like renewal at the library. So like four weeks. <laughs> I read I read it originally. Um, on my friend's like Google library accounts so, or like on my phone. <laughs> but at Powell's, I got my own copy. So now it's on my bookshelf. Uh, but I that, that year, 2021, I bought a copy for each of my siblings and sent it to them. And my sister loved it, was like, I love this. This is fantastic. I'm totally into it. And my brother was like, it wasn't really for me. I only read, you know, 20 or so pages and put it down. I couldn't get into it. And I was just like... I guess you just, you don't have good taste, bro, because he's my little brother. I love to rib on him that way, but I was, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I missed, I missed it. I thought, I thought that this was going to be a direct hit for you, but it wasn't. Uh, so this past year, I had a much harder time deciding what to send them both for their birthday, their birthdays in October. Um, and so it was a, l- a little more difficult, but yeah, uh, I... I Iron Widow is really good. I highly recommend. There's a sequel coming out maybe this year, maybe early next year. Um, I'm not sure which there, but I'm very excited for that sequel. Um, if you go read it and you don't like it, don't tell Link. <laughs> I mean... I can take it. I can, it's fine. I Okay, so circling back to Locked Tomb, uh, Nona the Ninth is the most recent one. That's the third one. Uh, it The Locked Tomb series was originally supposed to be a trilogy, and the author was like, oops, extra books squeezed in here. Um, and so the last book is... It, it was supposed to come out later this year, but I think it got pushed to 2024. But anyways, Nona, the third one, came out, and... Um, it took me a while to get around to reading it, but I did great, loved it. Um, and my friend Remy, who I, when we, um, when I moved up here to Seattle area, uh, we listened to Gideon the Ninth audiobook on the, the drive up in the big U-Haul truck, which was really fun. He, he enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, we, we both read the second one later on. And then this third one, and I was reading it and I'm totally enjoying it and I'm having a great time and I'm like, Hey, Remy, you should like you should read None of the Ninth, like is it's time. And he was like, Well, I just finished the book I was reading, so okay, I'll check it out. And he listens to audiobooks. So that's his preference. Um yeah, the way his brain works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my preferred way of engaging with books i have listened to to audiobooks that i really loved The, the you know the narrator can make or break an audiobook but i feel like i am more likely to get distracted and like zone out and imagine things and think yeah. out stuff, and then <laughs> when I'm reading a book, like my eyes stop your eyes scanning, have to focus, and yeah. I'm, I'm just having that fun time in my head. And then I go and back the to story reading. And the story stops with audiobooks; it just keeps going. And I'm like, "What the fuck is happening? Oh no, I got to rewind." Um, but he was listening to Nona and was going through it, and he was like, "Okay, well, I finished it today." Can can I talk to you about it? And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay, but how? How? And I really appreciate I that to? he he checked in about this. Um, but he was basically like, how like how can I talk about this with you? And I was like, you are allowed to be critical but you have to do a compliment sandwich (laughs) (laughs) even though compliment sandwiches are bullshit but like you need a compliment in there somewhere i was like i i didn't actually do compliments i was like if you you are allowed to be critical but i want there to be equal amounts of like things that you enjoyed and liked and resonated with to Mm -hmm. the things that you didn't like and annoyed you um and so we had a really like nice conversation about that um I think he was he he was worried about like hurting my feelings because <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh I don't know but he got to the end and he's like I, you know I just I, I want you to know like if I, I I'm being critical of this book because I liked it if I didn't like it I wouldn't have anything mm-hmm. to say and I'm like no I understand that about you um, and I think that that's also very important in when you are recommending things to other people is like understanding the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of things that they are more likely to resonate with, uh, what styles of things that they enjoy versus bounce off of, Um, which, you know, goes back to the the horror movie recommendations is like I was able to like pinpoint it because we talked about other stuff that you Mm -hmm. liked.
1: Yeah, Um, I definitely I I worked with a client who had... um, like friends suggesting books and just was not resonating with the types of books that they were suggesting and we talked about the fact that like it's really hard if your friends like do understand you as a person but just don't understand what you like in your media consumption um like they think that what you watch is exactly what you're gonna like in your reading um and they said they were having a hard time finding books that they wanted to read because they had a few here or there and just didn't know what they wanted to read. And in talking with them, i like reflected on like my experience with Kayla's list of books that she's read. And I'm like, Kayla and I are not the same person, but we're pretty damn close to being just like Me and Josue. It's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. Exactly. Even more overlap than with me and Josue with our media consumption, Um, especially wanting more and more like queer women's stories, centered stories. And so she could send anything my way and I'd at least give it a try and probably find a lot of things I like in it. And she hasn't hit off the mark yet like it's all been good I'm waiting for the thing I'm not gonna like but like I mean there was a novella she sent me that was like I felt like I wanted more it was too short right but that's a novella it's very short Um, but yeah having someone who gets like when you find your like book partner like that is
0: that's book golden buddy.
1: book buddies book still looking
2: for that Um, Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to me, books and I have a, a, it's an iffy relationship just because I'm particular with the kind of books that I read, um, I, I, I'm more of a fan of, of books that can grab my attention right out of the, right out of the, right out of the gate. You know, they, they just come out swinging and that's when I'm like, all right, you got my attention. You got me interested. Let's keep going. Um, and then usually I can power through a book from there. Um, books that are more of a slow burn. I have a really tough time kind of getting into, there was only ever one book that, um, was a slow burn for me. And that was the Maze Runner. And I only powered through it because I had to for school because I, I picked it for, a, <laughs> for like an English class. I picked it up because I'm like, well, I, I gave this a try. Let me, let me see what it's about. And I can remember this specifically where I was reading through it. It was like the first like 110 pages. It was just it was world building and as a person who could not visualize that sucked cuz i was like all right i'm <laughs> reading it let's just get to the story yeah. already and then as i like i remember flipping the page from 110 to 111 and then all of a sudden it was just like go 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 and i was like yes this is what i need and then i was able to and then it kind of carried throughout for the rest of the trilogy mm-hmm. um so when it comes to to books for me like i want to get back into reading but i ha- I don't know necessarily what I'm into anymore because like I, I want to say it's young adult novels but also I want to try and branch that out but I also have no idea where to go I have no idea what to try um so young adult
1: novels are a good pl- like people talk down about young adult novels they have the most complex emotional stories they have the easiest reading like it's so like plain and like not plain but like everything is laid out for you in an easy way to read visually the words are not as compressed usually um i love young adult novels um i think there's different kinds of slow burns too mark Mm -hmm. like there's the slow burn i'm talking about in legends and lattes is like the story is interesting and intriguing, but it's, one, it's a will-they-won't-they they romance book. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say,
0: slow, slow burn has several meanings in and, this yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and it's also like, this chapter is about getting this thing done to start the shop. And this chapter is about another thing. And this chapter is about another thing. So it's all building up. Then there's the slow burn that was for me the Lord of the Rings. Oh no. <laughs> I gave it <laughs> oh, I no. read ten, I read 10 pages in thinking I was going to love it because I've loved this is mm, I think I started watching it after Fellowship of the... or reading it after Fellowship of the Ring came out, but not Two Towers. I don't think that had come out yet. So i like, I'm going to love this. I love the movie. I love the cartoons. Like, I'm going to love this. And I read 10 pages and I'm like, fuck this book. I can't read it. <laughs> and I put it down. I put it down. And then I think two or three years later, I picked it back up again and read the whole series, the whole trilogy straight through. Um... I don't know what changed in that time, but I think it, I just had to get over how fucking wordy Tolkien is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was literally just talking about my my Lord of the Rings reading story um, when I was a child. Uh, again, voracious reader. Um, I very much had this stick up my butt about, like, if you start a book, you have to finish it, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think partly was, like, I was going to the library all the time and so it was like i can't return this book without finishing it or like maybe the book will think that i didn't like it or something <laughs> so it's like i have to finish it. as an it.
1: adult i would rather if i paid money for it i'm gonna finish it or give it to someone who will like it if i it's a library book i can just return it whenever the hell i want
0: <laughs> I'm, de- I'm definitely a lot more uh, flexible about it now than i was back then but at, at the time i was very much like If i start a book i have to finish it and i was just you know getting into like oh i can uh, i can read adult books i read adult books now and so um i made a beeline to our bookshelf at home to my parents collection of fantasy stuff because i inherited my love of fantasy absolutely Um, and i came across this very large book called the mists of avalon I love that book, damn it. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well no, I was reading I love, it. I love
1: the movie. I love the movie with Juliana Margulies in it. Um, and I think I also had a slow burn on this book.
0: <laughs> I was probably like nine or ten when I was reading it. And I got to the, um, spoiler alert, incest scene. And oh, I was right. like, nope. I'm actually not ready for adult books. This was a terrible mistake. <laughs> I have to leave the country. Um and so that was the first book where I was like, I'm not I'm not finishing this. And so that was like the break in that internal rule I had for myself.
1: And then when Link was older, Link, Link read
0: Game of Thrones. <laughs> adult, I circled back around to the incest stuff, I guess. <laughs> you know what? It's not so bad now. Um <laughs> Uh, No, but it's like I had loved I had read The Hobbit like a couple of times at that point loved it Uh, The Fellowship of the Ring movie came out obsessed loved that and I was like, I'm gonna read Lord of the Rings And so I started reading them and I got to the scene where they are having the uh, Meeting in Rivendell about the ring and it just kept going it's like a six minute scene in the movie it's like Mm -hmm. 80 pages in the book and i was like oh my god this is so boring i can't i can't hang and so i sort of like put it aside and started reading some other things and about six months later i was like okay i love lord of the rings i'm gonna give this another go and so i started it again because it had been six months i'm like i i want to start at the beginning again so i read through all of lord of the rings finished that Started Two Towers and I got halfway through that one and the same thing where I was just like I'm so bored I'm so bored. I want to read something fun. And so I put it to the side and read other stuff And about a year later. I was like, okay This is it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so uh, this time I uh, listened to the audiobooks hoping that that would help me out and so I got through all of Lord of the Rings and all of Twin Towers two towers (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and halfway through <laughs> Return of the King <laughs> and it just stopped and so I've never finished the series um, I and I've gone back and I've read The Hobbit a couple more times since again I love The Hobbit uh, somebody gifted me the Silmarillion and I was just like I'm no never going to read this no <laughs> which is great because you make it through Lord the- of the Rings I'm never going to read this it's
1: great you could watch Rings of Power and not be worried
0: about whether it's true to the book or not it's great yeah
1: Free, free
0: free, my mind from freedom. that. Freedom, <laughs> freedom. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely, um, Miss of Avalon was the, the breaking point of that internal rule of finish, finishing a book. Lord of the Rings was like <laughs> cementing that of like, if you're not jamming with something, it is a-okay to like bounce out and that is fine. There's yeah. yeah. <laughs> a so, like, whew. Uh, but yeah, I, that's really funny I that you that brought you- that up because I was literally last night talking about that exact story of my my Lord of the Rings experience. I love that your adult book,
1: introduction to adult books was Miss of Avalon, which I do remember. I have the book. I've never finished it. I liked the movie, the TV thing. That was a long time ago, though. Like I watched that. I was in high school. Yeah, and that I was, was just probably 2000
0: for, when I was, when I yeah, was reading that. Yeah. A hundred years ago. <laughs> 100,
1: thank you. A hundred years ago. Um, and I was, I like, I don't know. I think it was a point of being excited that there was another like King Arthur Merlin thing. And it was from a different character's perspective. I'd never seen anything with from Morgane's perspective. So, Yeah.
2: Do you guys want to know what my introduction to adult literature was?
0: Yes, absolutely. Please. Please.
2: <laughs> okay, so I was I think I was a sophomore in high school. And for my birthday, my friend gifts me the divine comedy.
1: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like the in-, in its entirety. It's I it's this big book with you know, it's got nice lovely a gold finish along along the pages and everything. Um and, and what's the worse the is that the epitome
0: of a grown up. Exactly. Gilded right? pages. Ooh.
2: I know. I was like, ooh, this book is so fancy. Um and then i actually attempted to read the divine comedy um i made it 20 pages in and i was like what on earth am i reading i have closed that book and i have not i have not bothered trying to read it since um maybe one day um i will i will attempt to read the entirety of the divine comedy um but that was my introduction and also that was one of the f- first books where i also like i started it <laughs> did not finish it.
1: I'm trying to figure out what my first adult book was. That it's been so long. I'm so damn old. Like I don't know what or when. Um I think I think it was when I was 13. It was not I think it was a an Ed Greenwood book. It wasn't Spellfire. It was the other one. Spellfire got done later. I think. Um, but it pulled me into fantasy and, and D&D and, and all of that. And a friend of mine suggested the book. I do remember. Okay, so that, I read that. And then his older sister gave me an Anita Blake novel to read when I was 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I need to ask. Is it one of the first five Anita Blake books? It's or was guilty, it-, it was... Mm, burnt offerings it was okay, burnt so, offerings so yeah okay yeah yeah uh, for our listeners uh <laughs> the sex stuff really picks up in the in the fifth book yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i think there was some and there was she left this little note for me in the beginning of it and it was it's not it's not the beginning of the series but i hope you like it and I have all of them up to a certain point. I don't know which was the last one I read, but it's a signed copy of something. Um Yeah, I like I I actually I do love Laurel K. I did not read any of what's her other one? The The Mary
0: Gentry ones. I
1: didn't read any of those, but now she has a new series that I started because I was like, Anita Blake is getting so long like big that I can't I can't keep up. There's so many. And same thing with the Mary Gentry stuff. I, the new one is um, based on, it's angels that are in the world um, and people can talk to angels and like, there's a whole other experience there. Uh, Are they sexy? There, there's some sexy angels. And um, if you have sex with the angels, that's a no-no. And like, it's not just angels. Like a lot of, the Anita Blake series has a lot of Catholicism in it because, Anita Blake is Catholic. Um, in this one, the main character was, I think, Catholic, but has a, a belief in God because of the angels. But there's room for everybody's gods and people. There's witches and... Um, and uh, I can't think of the other people that were in this book. But there were so many different groups. And being able to have that and like see how their religions when everything in the religion is real interact like angels and demons are real but they're also interacting with like pagan gods and
0: goddesses and things like that it's really cool um and that was always one of the things i really liked about the setup of the anita blake world is that uh catholicism using crosses to fight vampires is very much like it's not just crosses; it is symbols of faith. If you have faith, then your your symbol works, um, which is also in the Harry Dresden books. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, yeah, I have I have all the. I, I think I'm missing two or three of the needleblakes. I've been collecting them for many years. Deeply love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: where did I? Stray from the path here in terms of good literature um, because one, I mentioned the Divine Comedy, two, the other book <laughs> I read as a sophomore was The Communist Manifesto.
0: <laughs> you wow. had a really exciting sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, and I, I actually read the entirety of the Communist, Communist Manifesto, and I enjoyed reading it. So I don't know what that says about me. You're uh, a cool
0: guy. That's what it says.
2: I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a hipster.
0: You're a, you're a comrade.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But like,
0: you guys Well, are, you know,
1: your whole world could be awakened by reading Laurel K. Hamilton books.
0: <laughs> I don't recommend reading that one to your wife No, absolutely. well i don't know maybe it could be fun it, it, it could it could be really fun i don't know i don't, I don't know just way. start with the first book
1: and it'll work where it'll work its way up to the crazier stuff just get e- <laughs> e- easier into it you know okay okay i'm, I'm,
2: I'm picking up what you're throwing down
0: I love reading fantasy novels with my wife. I love reading fantasy erotica with my wife. It's um, fun. It's a fun thing. Um.
1: The The new series, uh, the first book is called A Terrible Fall of Angels. And there was actually, it's much like the Anita Blake series where the, there was like no actual sexy time in it. But like you know that people are interested in each other and we're going to see and she
0: definitely added queer characters from the beginning in this one which is very nice Mm -hmm. that is actually one of the things i i do enjoy about having been following this like 30 book series over the years is is seeing how the author's uh beliefs and attitudes towards things have changed over time it's it's very cool
1: those beliefs and attitudes and also how society has allowed those books to be written differently as mm-hmm. well over the
0: over the Well, time. yeah, and also yeah. it's like I've already got like 40 books published. Like, are you really going to say no to me? People are going to buy it just seeing my name. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's also interesting thinking about um, my dad is the other person who... I will, if he suggests a book to me, I'll read it. Um, he grew up, he doesn't suggest that much sci-fi to me, but he grew up reading Heinlein and and Dune and all of that stuff. Books and bo- boxes of these older sci-fi books, and it's great. The book series, like, he knows my love of procedurals, and so he, sent, he suggested a, um, especially when I was an undergrad uh, and studying psychology, um, the Alex Delaware novels by Jonathan Kellerman, um, which is, like, he's a psychologist. He's a child psychologist who ends up working with his best friend who happens to be a gay cop uh, who gets treated like shit when these books started in the 80s all the way till now because he's gay and he's in the LAPD. um. So, uh, I don't know. I think that... He got me my murder mystery love, my true crime love, and psychology. Um but I wouldn't necessarily suggest those books to anybody because that's I that's not who I'm friends with. <laughs> so don't go read those things. I'm not suggesting them to you. I'm suggesting Anita Blake. <laughs>
0: I don't know that I'm suggesting Anita Blake. Uh, no, I don't know I'm, I don't I'm know actually, if I'm co-citing on I,
1: that. I'm actually suggesting the um the New Angel series. I think
0: it's actually pretty good. But I do I will probably check that out.
2: I will say, um I, well, I guess I do want to ask, um, since you guys have uh have been enveloped in literature, um, have there ever been times when you're like, Man, I wanna write a book? And then I like, going through and having all the details that's Goes beyond fan fiction, like an idea for like a legitimate novel. Because boy, howdy, do I have ideas!
1: Uh, absolutely, um, I am going to. My plan is to novelize our kids on brooms game. Um, it's Aww. it's fan fiction, but also not like I want to It doesn't count go- as fan fiction because you're in I'm the, the, original Con- the original I, it's my OC right like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, just
0: a continuation of the fiction it is but like I can start over and
1: play with things and like get to parts of the story that like we don't have time to play in the stream or in the game that because Kayla and I don't want to take up a whole lot of space doing like back and forth flirty conversations and all of that so I can add that into the story I can and kayla's way into this she is writing journal entries as her character so that um i can then uh take that to use as motivation for writing um yeah i'm that's a thing when i was a kid i used to buy notebooks and be like i'm gonna sit down and write a book um that was when (laughs) i was like in high school and i would get through like two pages and then it would not happen um but i definitely with this i am a lot more motivated to get this written
0: <laughs> i uh definitely wrote fan fiction in high school and then in community college i took creative writing courses and so i started working on a novel i probably got halfway through it i did nano NaNoWriMo one year mm-hmm. that's uh National Novel Writing Month, where you write 50,000 words in a month. Um, It's like 1800 words a day about, uh, which is quite a challenge. And it's in November, which is like the beginning of the month. You're like, I'm doing great. And then uh, the holidays start happening and it becomes much harder to meet your goals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that was a, a fun challenge. And I'm glad that I did participate in that. I think technically I participated in that twice, but um, I I have not written anything like that for fun since since community college. I got I got into doing research papers instead. <laughs> Very different kind of writing. <laughs> yeah,
2: much less fun writing, at least to me. Um, you know, I remember when I was in when I was in middle school. I decided that I wanted to write a memoir slash autobiography like that was depicting my life because it, when I went to middle school, that was uh, such a transitional period because I had to move from a nice single family home, comfortable middle class. And then, you know, things happened between my parents and then I had to, uh shift everything and then we we became more so like lower lower class like working class like it was it was a big struggle so i wanted to document how my life had changed and what were my experiences going through it and i wanted it to go all the way up through high school and i I remember writing like six chapters worth It was like 40 pages and then it just stopped and i'm i'm pretty sure that, that wherever the the stuff is it's lost a time um in some old hard drive of some computer that's probably decrepit now but um i think i remember a couple years ago i actually had an idea for a another book and then i hyperfixated on it for like 3 days like i just could not stop thinking about this i was like this is such a great idea um and then it turned into a full blown trilogy and I, I have like the core shell of how I want the story to each of the books to go. And I was like, man, I'm serious about this. At some point, I'm actually going to sit down and write this because I feel like it's going to be, it's, it's going to touch on like a lot of the themes. It's going to like deal with like self-doubt, deal with depression, deal with all these things, but it's going to be like a m- medieval kind of like fantasy kind of setting with magic and all this other stuff. Will it come to fruition? I have
0: no idea. I think a more fun question is if you do get that book together, who would you recommend it to? Uh (laughs) Because that's got to be a hundred times more emotionally fraught to recommend not just a book that you care about, but a book that you produced. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. that I can't imagine being an author and being like, hey, do you want to read this thing that I wrote without like. Spending years building up a thick enough skin to be able to handle people being like, I didn't like that. It's
1: like, like no, please. my
0: baby. <laughs>
2: like, You can't tell say me my that. baby's
0: ugly to my face. <laughs> I have the most so, beautiful baby
1: of all. So when I was like six and seven years old, my grandmother made me sit down with her. And we wrote, po- I wrote poetry. Like she, it was my books of poetry, mostly about my family um and she went out and had these bound and like i have a, i found a copy there are two volumes um very very short volumes and i have not shared them with anyone outside of my family until I, it got a box of stuff got delivered to our house from storage and i shared it with nina and that was i was sweating bullets because it was really embarrassing um but she thought it was the sweetest thing um that is I mean one
0: childhood there's like, poetry she wrote, like, like that's adorable but also her- like how much her grandmother loved you and supported your creative endeavors like that is so sweet
1: my grandmother and I did not get along in the later years but like and there was questionable decisions on like things she had said to me when I was younger too but like she always supported my creativity and took me to the opera and took me to the theater and like having these books like there's one about my sister that um now after that was before my mom died and now that my sister has been like she was a caregiver and like a mom to me i want to like rewrite like redo the poem and like print it out and frame it and stuff for her um, my grandmother like went out and made sure that she copyrighted put a copyright on the bottom of the page and that it was written by me and edited and published by her. It was... It's, it was all so typed cute. up on her old-ass Mac. Like, oh my god, Apple, I love that. Like an Apple II or even before the Apple II. Like, yeah. it It's ridiculous and also really adorable and you'll never see any of poetry. <laughs> It's very much rhymey like A, B, A, B, A, B, like, but, I mean, I was like six. <laughs> so, it's cute.
2: Man, now I want to start working on my book again.
0: Do it, dude. I still and then share have- it with
1: everybody and tell us how your heart gets ripped out. Yes. No, no, <laughs> and also I have- how people bolster you up with the like, this is amazing.
2: I have squishy skin. Please don't. Please tell me you like it.
0: <laughs> I, s- I still have a bunch of uh, the work I did from that the creative writing class that I took. So it was it was a single single course, and you were allowed to take it three times. Um, mm-hmm. And I took it three times, uh, along with a good percentage of the other people in the class. It was uh, honestly pretty funny because it was like clicks of people where it's like. this this is our third semester doing this class. We know what's up. It's like, oh my gosh, you're such good writers. There's the person who's like, this is my first time here and I sort of took this class as a joke and you guys are really intense. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, we are. It's a creative writing course. That's what you're going to get. But I I still have like the printouts of it and some of them, like some of the friends I made in that class, we did like an outside of class uh, writing group and we would share work with each other and you know write notes and stuff and so I have some of that saved which is um, honestly probably more emotionally meaningful to me than the stories themselves that I was writing is like getting to see how people were reacting to it and taking time out of their busy adult lives to like sit down and engage with stuff just for fun like creative works for fun it's like that's that's really special
2: yeah oh no i'm actually just remembering um i created i made a wordpress site for some of the work that i did write for an english class um one of them like for this english class i remember he for our four projects he wanted us to do just four different types of writing and he's like i don't care what you do i just want it to be four different things so like my first project was a short story and I had it based off some random dream I had that I somehow was able to remember and I just made it into a nice little short uh, like a a short story kind of um the second one I made it in the form of a letter but that also told a story the third one was more of like a auto like a memoir kind of thing and it was more of like an it, it was real stuff that I took from my life and I kind of explained it and then the fourth thing this is where I got to do a little bit of acting and I made it like an audio journal but I this is when I was like trying to really flex and I was using Audacity and I was like trying to make it so it was like a like a recorder of like like I put like the filter on it to make it sound like I was on a, like using a recorder but I also made that very depressing so like it, yeah like I <laughs> I made it very depressing and I I had a I remember like I had to even put like a trigger warning on it just so just so everyone was clear but I remember getting like the external validation from my professor saying like this is all really well written like you do a really good job of visualizing things and then this is when I was like you know maybe I could write a book I can create a visualization even though I myself cannot visualize it (laughs) maybe somebody can can make a painting out of the the words I'm spewing because sometimes, sometimes I just, I'm a gold mine. Other times, it's just dust.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Uh, Well, this was a, this was a fun conversation. It was. We went from sharing
1: literature you love to other things you love to like pieces of yourself and your own writing yeah it's good stuff didn't think didn't know where this was gonna go when we started I yeah
0: it's jazz baby <laughs> 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 well to our listeners thank you so much for listening and um please join in the discussion in our forums or discord our socials are in the show notes. Um we will be back next week and remember to geek out and do good.
2: Bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.